What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Rivalry. We've got episode 65, week four of the NFL coming up. A lot to talk about. Week three was a little bit crazy, and let's go. All right, Mike, we are back, my man. So what a wild week. I mean, I feel like there's some teams out there. We still don't know who they are, but in the grand scheme of things, I feel like there was a lot of good matchups last week. What uh, what stood out to you? Well, I mean, obviously the Chiefs losing. Like, I was pretty adamant last podcast. There's no way Chiefs lose two in a row. This one at home. Um Pick the pick the Chargers in my losers pool to lose. Like just they were in a parlay. Like there's just no way the Chiefs lose that game, right? And then here we are, Chargers upset them on the road. So that's the big takeaway. I mean, obviously the abysmal Bears. Like I don't. What the hell was that? So those were big takeaways. Uh, other than that, I mean, but Rams looked good against the Bucks. Like, yeah, last week was a crazy good week of games, and I don't know, man. I my I'm sitting here looking at my top five right now, and I don't even know. We'll get to that later, but like, it's just a cluster right now. I think the like one of the games that just was the most ridiculous one was Ravens handily like leading the Lions all game. Then the Lions come back in the fourth quarter. Then a 66 yard field goal that hits the field goal and pops through Dude, like what are you, the ravens what are the ravens but like how does like the game winning field goal is a 66 yarder that hits the crossbar and bounces in like if you're betting and you have any money on the lions like that's just i mean or sorry the the ravens like it's unreal that game was so stupid like i needed them in a parlay I think the spread was minus nine, so I took the Ravens. And, like, yeah. throughout the entire game, they're handily taken care of. And then all of a sudden, lines come back. Like, that was that was a ridiculous game. I mean, low-scoring game, but it just – that, to me, made made me feel like the Lions aren't as bad as what we thought well, they I mean, were. Week, week one, they came back against the Niners, too, and made that game close. Like, they just – it's the Lions. No matter who the quarterback is or the coach, they find ways to lose games. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I thought that was a a pretty interesting game. And then, you know, looking back, like, the Chiefs, so you said, like, I mean, we were both on, you know, they can't lose twice. So, I guess, like, is our mantra, like, they can't lose three times? Dude, I'm pretty pretty big on the Chiefs. (laughs) Like, there's no way they lose to the Eagles. There's no way, right? But, but there's no way they lose two in a row. There's no way they lose to the Chiefs at, or the Chargers at home either. But Right, right, exactly. What do I know? Yeah, I mean, what are the Ravens? They You beat the Chiefs, and then it takes a 66-yard field goal to beat the Lions. Like, that's the NFL, man. I just It's why it's so hard to bet. Like, you think you know something one week. I got it figured out. The next week, it knocks you on your ass and puts you right back where you're supposed to be. Well, so I have a big question for you, which is, what are the Broncos doing? They're three and zero. They just shut out the Jets twenty six nothing. Are the Broncos good, or like, what is the deal with them? No, they're not. Well, I shouldn't say no. We don't know, but we talked about this before we came on. You know, we both saw the same the same tweet. The Broncos three and zero. Their opponents are zero and nine. So yeah, we don't how do you know. Judge that? Basically, we how do you don't judge know. That? Right, right. You beat um, 
you beat the Jets with Zach Wilson, who throws you the ball more than he throws it to his own team, basically. <laughs> and Teddy Bridgewater is a game manager. Like, that's what he is. He's a good one. But, like, that's he's not losing these games. You know what I mean? But, like, we need to see them against somebody else, like, relevant a little bit. I will say sure. I, w- I will say that their defense is pretty uh, deep, pretty stout. Well, it's defense, and you know it's it's uh, Colorado, so home games. There's always an advantage there, but um, yeah, I mean they got the Ravens this week. It's and they're a one point favorite at home against the Ravens, and that'll be interesting. Like that'll be their first. We'll find out the Broncos. I think a little bit. Of course, I just got done saying I don't know what the hell the Ravens are either. So. I do want to say that the you know we were talking about like when's the last time you saw the Broncos have a ten point advantage going into a game like they're a ten point favorite and they cover that oh, not only they cover it but like smash it by six points I thought that was ridiculous and then tell me okay how I we'll get into the Bears but like how upset are you with what's going on over in Green Bay and like their trajectory because I feel like they're kind of coming into their Yeah, they look they look good. I mean I'm torn because the Bears aren't doing aren't gonna do anything this year anyway. So this year's doesn't matter as far as the Bears go. Right. It like ninety percent, right, is gonna be it's Aaron Rodgers last year there, if not in the NFL period. If it's not a hundred percent, hundred percent. So it's like it's bittersweet, but I also have Aaron Jones on fantasy. So like, go off, kid. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? If you're gonna do it, at least make sure my guy is scoring a bunch of points. Well, but that whole division, man. So like, the Vikings beat the Seahawks. Like, how do the Vikings beat the Seahawks? This is the Vikings, dude. We do this every year. We do this every year. They're going to score thirty points and lose, and then the next week they'll score thirty points and win. But uh, they just they won't be there at the end. They're going to yeah. win some games like this. They're going to beat some teams they shouldn't beat. They're playing the like it wouldn't surprise me if they beat the Browns this week at home. I, and then they'll lose to the Lions twice. I feel like, yeah, I feel I feel like the Vikings are just like bouncing people out of the playoffs, not right. playing themselves into the playoffs, you right. know what I mean? Yeah, they play spoiler. Pretty much, yeah. But I will say dude, the Rams look solid. They beat the Bucks. Like last week, though, I really think that that's what the Bucks needed. So I think you know, hey, we'll yeah, take Brady that did loss. a better job losing than yeah, Stafford. Yeah, he, did. he did a better job. So his team's gonna be energized. So like, Bucks are gonna be rolling now. I don't know when that first Rams loss is gonna be, but I know the Bucks they position themselves very well to just really take this middle of the season. Well, maybe that's the Chiefs' play. Like, you know what? We're gonna get ourselves in a hole. So then we can really get hot, get things fired up. We think we're too good. Mahomes is out there. He's like, you know what? I'm going to sling a couple interceptions. I'm going to throw here. a pass behind my back and see yeah. if I can get intercepted. Yeah, like I'm going to I'm gonna, I mean, I'm gonna look cool doing it, but I'm going to throw some picks. We're going to lose some games <laughs> early, and then we'll get hot at the right time. So I don't know. Maybe uh, that's the play this year maybe for these teams. Is. There's a lot of one and two teams. And two – like – it's really hard right now. And I mean, it's only week three. It's always hard to figure it out this early in the season, but this year seems worse than others with the way well, you have this team beating this team who beat this team, who then lost to that. You know what I mean? It's just, you can't figure anything out. I really like the NFL has going on. You know I mean? It, it, we talked about other sports and different things going on, but like 
I think that right now the NFL, I mean, every game is like must watch. I mean, there's not really that many teams where you're like, oh, this is a lock. You know, this is going to happen. So I like, you know, kind of that atmosphere that they've got going on in terms of just like the parity of competition. Um, well, I'll tell you what I, th- what I think it is to piggyback on that point is do we've and we talked about I talked about it a lot last year as far as the mobile quarterback, but it's also just we've got a surge of like really good young quarterbacks, I think, in the league that can go out on any given. We Sunday talked about that. Yeah, get, yeah. The, this the, is the new the, way, right? The, the the pocket passer's gone. The only ones left are like Hall of Famers, and these young guys that can make plays with their legs and still throw. Like Kyler Murray, like you know, Mike Vick was could run for a hundred yards every game, but like he wasn't that great at passing. Kyler right. Murray's like rolling out, running for 80 yards, and throwing dimes, too, on deep balls. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. these guys can do everything, and it, and it doesn't matter what team they're on. Like, one guy goes out one Sunday, and it's hot, and, and figures something out. He can beat you. Well, and I think, you know, so you said that the pocket passer is kind of getting, you know, dead in that position. I think the only way that you see a pocket have to have the best skill players around you. And so, like, that's why it works with the Bucks. They've got a lot of weapons. You look at Green Bay, they've got some weapons as well that, you know, you can just dump off. You can well, and you have team. a guy like Brady who's just well, it, well, that's what worlds saying. ahead of everybody. Correct. Yeah. So, I'm saying you have, to, you have to be, yeah, you have to be above and beyond the other quarterbacks in the league to even run that scheme. And right now, there's only probably two or three maybe quarterbacks that could run that scheme. The right. rest are these mobile, you know, run play or run pass options. I mean, that's what you're seeing most of the teams running. Um, but I think, I mean, that that's what makes it exciting for me is, I mean, if you look at these teams, you've got, you know, Joe Burrow, you've got Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, uh, you know, name them. I mean, Herbert, Herbert going out and beating Mahomes. Like, it's unreal the way that these guys are playing in their first, second year. Right. Um I just wish – I really wish that you could have some of that in Chicago with, you know, your rookie quarterback starting. <laughs> uh, you know, he had a rough outing on his first start. Uh, I, I hate to bring this up, but, you know, give us kind of your your thoughts on that whole game. I know, you know, we've gone back and forth this whole week. We've been really, you know, kind of giving you a lot of uh, – a lot of flack about it, but let's let's. See yeah, you got. and a Packers fan like are riling me up. I get it, but like I hope the both of you are smart enough people to realize like that what you're saying was wrong, and you're just doing it to <laughs> rile me up. Because listen here, Fields, did he look great? No. Did he have a chance to look good? No. Like I don't care what you say. This, the, the scheme and the game plan was terrible. We are s- trying to single block Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney at the end with our, with our tackles, with a 50-year-old Jason Peters, who, yeah, he was an all-pro left tackle 20 years ago. And Jermaine Fetty, who is terrible at right tackle. We're trying to block Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney one-on-one. As soon as Fields gets drops back and gets to the back of his drop, he's having to move up in the pocket or right or left and get away from trouble. Like that makes it very hard, especially for a rookie, to read coverages and make plays on and make plays like make decisions on the go like that. He did not have a fair chance. Not once did we put a tight end 
on the line of scrimmage to chip or at least put hands on those DNs. Like not once did we give him give those guys any help. So I know I was really, you know, tough on you, but I so I was thinking about it today. And the best way I can describe it, and, and I see your point now after thinking about it this way, is it's like a basketball team going out and trying to play man-to-man defense on athletes that just – they can't guard man-to-man. They have to go zone. They, 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 there's either a big guy that, you know, they can't contest inside or they've got, you know, shooters that they can't get out. Like, they're trying to play man-to-man, and they're just not athletic enough to play man-to-man. So, at some point, you have to think, okay, we have to change the script to where there has to be either an extra blocker or And is that the point has- guard's job to change that Correct. or the coach's well, job? No, no. So this is what I'm saying is that I start to see a little bit of validity with what you're saying on Nagy, but I also think that when you look at a team that can't get 100 yards in the NFL, like that falls on the offensive line, that falls on the receivers, that falls on the running back, that falls on the quarterback. Right. But that also falls on the, on the coach, which he's the one calling the plays, I get. So they can't go out there and be like, hey, we're not running, man. We're going to do so. Like, I get they can't do that. But at some point to me, as the quarterback, you probably have a set of, like, you know, plays that you have that you can re, you know, reroute some receivers or maybe call in an extra Listen, you know, but that's the thing we don't know. We don't know what their audibles are and and checks are or anything. Maybe For he sure. was trying sure. those and stuff. But my point is, what you're saying is right. The players are bad and aren't playing well. But so in that case, like you have to come up with a better game plan to help those guys. But this and was to the put them in a better was, situation. This was the question I was asking: Is that you're telling me that the Rams front eight are? worse or maybe just the same as the Browns like how does that not transition how you played the Rams to how you played the the Browns I I understand what you're saying and what I'm telling you is is we had we ran the ball way better against the Rams like why Why? I don't I don't know that maybe I don't know that I don't know that what's your best guess can't answer guys played better that night like I don't know what you want me to the offensive line did better but like I'm not gonna. You're you're trying to get somewhere where it's Dalton was the reason we ran the ball better, and I, I just, just I can't get maybe, that. Can't get there. Maybe maybe what he could do is read the defensive defenses better based on his experience. That's the only thing I was saying was I like, just don't maybe, think Dalton was checking to anything. Run like checking to just runs all the time in the perfect spot where we ran the ball better. What I think a lot of it has to do with is I think the scheme. Listen, uh, you didn't have to blitz Justin Fields on Sunday. It was four-man rush. They were getting to him every time. Well, yeah, because nobody can guard Miles Garrett. Nobody can block him. When, when there is a threat to run – and there's no threat to run the ball. So, like, you're just staying back in coverage. The also, the other thing is, is – the other thing is, is when you are getting pressure with four men, like, that fast – you think those corners are worried about deep routes? No. That's why we can't. That's why nothing was open underneath either. Like, got they're just sitting on the underneath routes. It's How just, many? It's well, a and, and disaster. What's frustrating about that is right. So, like, if it were blitzing, you could at least do some screens. 
But since they weren't blitzing, they were holding their linebackers back there to even the – so they rush yeah. four. Those guys come in, and then you dump a screen down. Well, there's four more people just ready for that screen. So you couldn't even slow that down. So, no. yes, at some point – at some point, Miles Garrett, no matter where he's at, should be double teamed 100%. Yeah, I agree. I, not even a full double team, but like Cole Komet, Jimmy Graham, you line up in front of him and you shove him with one, at least put a hand on him before you go out to your little five yard curl. Like slow him down. A well, little. that's what, that's what I was saying was like, if, if, if we're going to have that, then yeah, pick, you know, pick the, pick Miles Garrett. And then have Jimmy Graham just sit there and you know what? Drop it to him if he gets three yards, four yards. That could that's be our running play. That's, that's your, that's your run play. That's your run play. I agree. I, and we never once did that. And so I think that's that's where you could make a case that Maggie didn't do the right thing and put people in the right position to be successful. So hey, look, I, I want to. Hey, I just want to. I just want you to at least say, "Hey, Kyle, I appreciate you saying I'm glad this you're after you after wise you thought it up about and this for a little bit." But at the same time, I just want to let everybody know that Mike was sitting here saying, like, oh, it's Coach Nagy. Like, it he is. should be fired. There's like, not one done, person who blah, doesn't blah. agree with me. So, <laughs> trust know, me, you, it's, you're not going to catch a Bears fan yards. that listens to this podcast who doesn't think Nagy should I know. be fired. It's just, it's just an offense that doesn't do 100 yards in offense. Like, at that point, I just think it's got to be the players. I don't care what scheme you have. Like, these people are athletes. They're pro athletes. Like, they should be able to get 100 yards. And I'm telling you, I think it's I think game plan and scheme has more to do with it than you think. Okay. Is what I'm saying. Okay. And we'll see. He got the Lions, Maggie. You get the Lions, and I think we're gonna hear something pretty soon. I think he's giving up the play calling. So that should tell you one thing that he he's getting so much heat from other people that he's not doing a good enough job that he's giving that up. He gave it up last year, and then for some reason took it back, and now he's giving it up again. Okay. And listen, I know you don't want to hear it, maybe, but like when every single expert on TV is saying how bad a job he did, like these people know more than we do. Let's just face it. No, it's as, not in this podcast, but well, yeah. I mean, we know more about football than anybody, but the, okay, but they still know a lot, and they're yeah. all saying he did a poor job. Like at some point, like and like Fields is a it's his first start. He needs help. You have to give him help. So that's a we've done enough. I appreciate you not. Really going in there because then we could have been an hour on that going back and forth. So, that being said, we did enough week three recap. We kind of previewed a little bit of the week four matchups, which we'll do some more here. But leaderboard. Time out. Leaderboard. First off, before you even say this, like, what is Clayton Meyer doing? Well, I was just about to get to that. Clayton goes 6-0 and oh last week. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure – let me pull up his text message when he picked the games. Uh, first of all, I had to. I mean, he I had to the, send him the, the picks because he was driving and he forgot. He he listened and looked or whatever. Then he goes. Uh, he gave me his picks, and then on the bonus game, he says, "Fuck Broncos," I guess. <laughs> so that's how he's picking games. He's just guessing, I and he went like six he and up. I feel like he is the ultimate like home run hitter in the MLB, which is just like I'm either hitting it out of the park or I'm striking out. Like no. there's no middle ground. For five him. and one, one and five, six and zero, oh. <laughs> which brings him to twelve and six, top of the leaderboard, tied with Jake. Get just some. A, Jake's just a consistent four and two, four and two, four and two. Uh, Kyle, you're ten and five. 
Shane Albert had a good week. Uh, he's up to 10 and 8. Third, third um, in the fans. And Messman 10 and 8 sitting there too. And I'm 8 and 7. That so you got Messman. two games on me. Harry, figure it out, dude. 2 and 4 every week. 6 and 12. I put ha ha after that on my notes. Because <laughs> you suck. Corey J, 7 and 11. Okay, you were better this week at three and three, but it's it's gonna have to get better than that. Progress. And progress. Melissa, we'll progress. this uh, supposedly like expert gambler, six and ten still. So six those are our bottom three. Really, really blaming the uh, the picks. Blaming the yeah, we pick bad games. Yeah, well, we everybody else games. is picking the same games, and you're <laughs> third from the bottom. So not my problem. Oh lord, but. So, keep putting those picks in. Oh, Jordan Downs didn't pick last week. I even gave him a reminder text, so it's on him at that point. And first first person did not pick a week that started. Disappointing. That's your cousin. Hey, Jordy, you hear that, boy? You need to get his <laughs> picks in. Okay, moving on. Let's, uh, let's do our picks, Kyle. You don't need to see my look of disgust when we talk Bears offense. Boom. Hey, well, you know what? I got a 5-0 uh, and o week right here. I guarantee it. You heard it here. 5-0. and o. There's no doubt about that. Right? Listen, I mean, don't that do is, that. That is don't caliber do quarterback that, right there. I mean, I've just been bad. Like, I've just been bad. Kyle just got up from his chair while we're doing this podcast and went and hit a couple practice putts on his little putting green. 4-1, and 4-1, one, and one, snip, and a 5-0. and o. Fun. All right, so week four, uh, there were some tough games. So just looking at the spreads, uh, there's we talked a little bit about some good matchups. Cardinals-Rams, Raiders-Chargers play this week. Timeout. I have to say the most disrespectful spread I've seen in quite some time is the Bills versus the Texans at minus 15 and a half. I mean, that's like, like – I know it's technically two scores, but that's like three scores. That's like three scores, yeah. That's a field goal and two touchdowns is what you're saying that the Bills are going to beat them by. Is Tyrod Taylor still out? <laughs> no idea what's going on with this. I just can't like, imagine. I mean, I mean, the Bills are rolling. Like they, that loss they this good. week opened That's exactly them, what they woke them up right away. That's what they needed. They've never played from that position going into With the, the target season. on their back. Yep, yep. yep. So 15 and a half, though. Like, I mean, it's the end of, like we're talking about professionals here. That's what I'm saying. At no point should any game be more than two touchdowns. And like that's a Man, I'd hate to game. see what the Bears spread would be against somebody like the <laughs> Surely Bears are favorited this week. I just don't get it. How can they possibly be a favorite? Even I have though, no idea, even if Matt. it's the Lions. I well, the Lions just went to the Ravens and took them all the way to the wire. Should have won that game. That but... is at home, but still. Yeah, they played some close games and like they looked decent. Just lost. Bears look awful. Yeah, I mean that was uh, that was a joke that game. But yeah, I have no idea coming off that game and then you're still favorited. Like yeah. that to me is just a little wonky. So all right, well I'll start off lock. Obviously, we just talked about it. Bills are my lock. Shock, shocker, shocker. there. Shocker. I got the same thing. Okay. Uh, what's your upset pick? Seahawks, baby. Seahawks plus three versus Niners minus three. Honestly, like the Niners, they had a good second half coming back on the uh, the Packers. And I don't know if the Packers just, you know, took the foot off the gas or what, but the Niners didn't look good in the first half. 
Like, that game should have been a blowout. Packers didn't step on their throat whenever they had the chance. And so I'm looking at it as, like, Seahawks, they got beat by the Vikings. They're probably a little bit of a chip on their shoulder coming into this week. Um, I don't think they had the best game. So I think this is a huge game for them to rebound. And, like, the Niners, I don't know, man. I just don't see them being, like, a really solid team at this point. I think they still have a lot of things that they need to get figured out. But I took the Seahawks plus three. Yeah, that um, – I mean, obviously I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle wins. I stayed away from that game. If any, I think if I had to pick that game, I'd probably go 49ers. That's your, that's, that's your quarterback. Oh, Ru- I mean, Russell, Russell score. He's got no <laughs> defense in Seattle still. Like, they've done such a poor job. He is, like, turning into basically what Aaron Rodgers was under Mike McC- Like, all those years wasted in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. Great because offense, you terrible you defense. Because you couldn't put a defense together. You won one Super Bowl. Same with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. Like, that's what that's turning yeah. into. I mean, that whole mentality is if you don't score 40 points, you're not going to win the game. Right. And, like, that is such a, like, burden for an offense to carry, I feel like. Look, and I get it. Like, they're making – these quarterbacks are making good money. That takes some of the salary cap away. But, like, Seattle won their Super Bowl when they had the Legion of Boom, like, had that good defense. Oh, yeah, 100%. Same- Packers won their Super Bowl when they had Clay Matthews and AJ Hawk and those guys like killing it at linebacker and like good yep. pass rush. And yep. like that's just that's and then those think, guys get older and go away and you don't replace them. Dude, that's why I'm I'm a hundred percent looking at like for these Super Bowls is like defense is so much more important than I feel like points on the board. Yeah, I mean it's a pass rush, man, is the main one, I feel like. And if you have a pass rush and like a lockdown corner, at least one. Boy, does that sound like the Rams. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> so, and honestly, the Browns, man, like the Browns, well, I'm going to talk about them a little bit because they look good too. But uh, my upset, I went Ravens at Broncos. Ravens plus one. Which, folks, by the way, if you listen to last week, Mike said he was done with the Ravens. I know. Dead to him. <laughs> and dead goes to right back in. I, can't, I mean, plus one. The Broncos have beaten nobody. Right. I can't Two trust the them Broncos. yet. Beat the Two Ravens, the and the Ravens will be really dead hey, to me. Fool me and once, then shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Fool me third time, shame on the Ravens. I'm a fool. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ravens is my upset. All right. I I, it. So, so, I took I – took, that is my first spread pick was Ravens plus one of the Broncos. I do think the Ravens win. I don't know who the Broncos are, but I feel like they've been riding a uh, nice little cush schedule. So this will be their first, I feel like, tough game. So, like, I took the Ravens plus one. If you're giving me a point with them, I'll take them. Sure. And I'll do – my first spread pick was Browns minus two at the Vikings. I just think the Browns are a good team. That's going to be two teams that run the ball well. Dude, they have the best running back tandem in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, like, you literally could have both those dudes in fantasy and be doing all right starting both of them. Well, just think if you had – like, just think if they didn't have one of them. Like, just think if one of those was yeah. a feature back. Like, they would be ridiculous. Yeah, and that defense is obviously – like, that front, that front seven's really good. Wow, looked, man. looked really good against he the Bears. He is a man. But... He is a man. I mean, I'm telling you, you try and block them one-on-one with a 40-year-old left tackle, <laughs> like you're in trouble, okay? That's all I'm saying. But – so, and I just think if Baker Mayfield 
can be really good and not turn the ball over, they're they're a threat, I think, in the AFC. I think they're well, yeah because good. they they're they're kind of like that team that just you know once they get up by seven points they're going to they run the ball bang. they're going to get that play clock and then they're just going to keep winding that down so it's just I mean that's what they want they want that you know twenty four points and the other team scores you know fourteen and that's I what I want like to like a team that can that can stop their run like load the box on the road can Baker can Baker win game like win games against good teams. On, on with his arm, and we'll, we haven't seen that yet. Well, we that's just to. it. That's just it. Is that if you look at anybody playing the Rams, anybody playing the Bucks, like they don't run the ball, right? They don't run the ball at all. So, like, it'll be interesting to see when they have to pass and they can't rely on that running, what they do. Yep. So, all right. What's your next game? So, probably my favorite game of the week: Bucks at Patriots. Tom Brady going back. Let's go, Foxborough. Like, what's up? What is so, that game? Is it minus seven? Bucks minus seven at Patriots. Tom's going in there. I hope I hope he does on varsity blues. You know how uh, Jonathan Moxon throws that ball and hits the uh, mascot? <laughs> I hope he does something like that and throws it at Bill Belichick's head. That, that game doesn't scare you at all, like just the, the emotions and the adrenaline of it. And Honestly, I, I think it's – I hate that it's, it's seven. I think it's a three-score game. I think that Tom just goes in there. He's already won a Super Bowl and told Bill, like, you're not it. Now he comes in and beats him again. You're not it. Hey, Mac Jones, you're the franchise, but at the end of the day, you're never going to walk in my shoes. Like, absolutely bucks heavy. Yeah, I would probably tend to agree with you on that. So, I just hate that spread at seven, but it probably will be at least a two-score, a a two-touchdown game. I mean, Belichick, you know as well as I do, he knows Brady better than anybody. So Correct. Like, he'll, have, he'll have the best defensive scheme available, just whether or not the players but, are good enough to. But here's my thing is that if you're Mac Jones, okay, and you have to go and play the Bucks, like that front eight, good God. Like, yeah. no way. You're about to get your bell rung, and they are not going to hold back. So Yeah, that'll be a cool game to see. At least at the beginning, might might not be a good game. Tune into late. the first half. Yeah. So my next game, Cowboys minus four and a half versus the Panthers. Um, Panthers is three and zero. Defense looks really good. I'm anxious to see that defense against the Cowboys, but I think the Cowboys win by a touchdown at least. So I just the Cowboys are good, man. I don't see. I mean, they have a good running back tandem too. Good receivers. Dak looks great. If they get anything, their defense is getting turnovers. I don't know. How if they if the defense doesn't turn teams over, I don't know how well they can like just stop people, but they're creating turnovers at the moment, and so the Cowboys look good. I so I took them as my last um, pick. I took Cowboys minus four and a half. The Panthers reason why is because Panthers don't have uh, McCafferty, and I think the Cowboys are rolling right now. So I took them as my last one. Okay. Yeah, I mean no Christian McCaffrey that hurts. And Sam Darnold's looked good there. I, like I said, Panthers have looked decent. I just – I don't know that they've played anybody great yet either, better than the Broncos. But um, we'll see how good that defense really is against against uh, Dak and the Cowboys. Uh, my last game, I took I took the Colts plus one and a half at Miami. 
I God. don't believe in Miami Dude, right now. But here's the thing: is the Colts, Colts bad? But oh my gosh! So I went to that game. I was in Nashville. I went to the game against the Titans, and like Carson Wentz just should not be out in the field right now. He's got bad ankles. He's got bad decision making. I don't know if his brain's foggy or what, but they look terrible. I know. And I just man, I just the talent seems there. I thought, and I thought their defense would be good. Well, they don't run the ball enough. Yeah, they have great running backs, but they don't run the ball enough. They have a great line, great running backs. They don't run the ball enough, and so they keep putting it in Carson Wentz's hands. And I'm like, stop! Like, yeah. do not. Le- I mean, he's already hurt. Like, why are you guys letting him? Right. Try to but make I just, plays. I'm not trusting Miami right at the moment either. So, and I don't know if Tua is going to be back. Right. So I just uh, I like Colts. I like get their first win. All right. All right. So that's fair. All right, so that's our picks, uh, both on the Bills. I got Ravens as my upset. Kyle went Seattle. Um, he took Ravens, Bucks, Cowboys on his spreads. I went Browns, Cowboys, Colts. And uh, Kyle is 10-5, and five, and I'm 8-7, and seven, two games back. So, if that means anything, follow me, not Michael. <laughs> okay, it's early. What do you got for the fan picks? All right, so there was a lot of games that I could choose from. Um, I decided to be nice a little bit, but I still think, I mean, there's there's a lot of tough spreads in, in my opinion. So first game, Washington at Atlanta. Washington's getting one and a half points. Or sorry, they're, they're a favorite by one and a half points. So Washington's minus one and a half at Atlanta plus one and a half. In my opinion, Atlanta is just – up in the air nobody wants to win like it just doesn't seem like there's a, a really cohesive unit going on um yeah but I, I think probably... they win that game Washington really? is not looking after week one um I just I've they've looked like crap the last two weeks and Atlanta's gonna get one oh, Matt Ryan's Atlanta, getting one Atlanta's tough but uh, I'm playing the do factor with Falcons and the uh, Colts this week <laughs> You guys are due. Shooter's mentality. Um, second one, Lions plus three at the Bears minus three. The old favorite. The old I can't believe yards. that. I know it's a home game and it's favorites. the Lions, but God dang, that's tough. You guys want to make Mike feel good. Everybody pick the Bears so that he feels like there's still some uh, energy in the room because right now he's pretty deflated on that. Um, so that's the second game. Colts plus one and a half at Dolphins minus one and a half. I don't know, man. Colts I, are due. Colts are due, I guess, if you want to take Mike's opinion. But um, that'll be an interesting game. I think that that's a decent spread. But then we've got the Chiefs minus seven at Eagles plus seven. Chiefs are due, right? There's they gotta be. No way they lose three in a row. <laughs> They've got to be. I'm taking dude. a loan out and putting it on the Chiefs minus seven. <laughs> like, there's no way. Well, we will see, man. There's no way that they should have lost the Chargers. But um, so in the fifth Fire game, Andy Reid. I bet they win. <laughs> That's why the Bears to. need to get rid of Nagy so we can get a dub. Guaranteed. <laughs> the fifth game, Seahawks plus three, Niners minus three. That'd be a good game. I, I really – I said I'd take Niners, but I, I just I have no idea, really. That'd be a guess. And then the bonus – so, 
I think this might be a, a really competitive game because it's two teams that I'm just really shocked at how they're playing. So bonus game is Raiders plus three at Chargers minus three. Yeah, that's two very uh, like teams right now, I feel like, as far so, as. Well, so it's, it's Monday night. It's at the Chargers. There's going to be a big buzz. They're coming off that big win against the Chiefs. Raiders have been just kind of like sitting there. Nobody's, you know, giving us any respect. Their car's be playing here. really well. Waller's a stud. Like, I just – I feel like the Raiders are in a good element, and I, but I feel like the Chiefs just have so much confidence right now. Like, and Herbert just – Chargers, looks, yeah. Or, sorry, ch- Chargers have so much confidence right now. Herbert looks solid as can be. Um so yeah, so that that's uh, that's the last one, and that's a plus three for the Raiders. I mean, I don't even know. I if if it's me and it's that close, I'm just going to take the points probably. Um, but that's the that's the bonus game. So we've got we've got Washington minus one and a half versus Atlanta. Lions plus three at the Bears. Colts plus one and a half at the Dolphins. Chiefs minus seven at the Eagles. Seahawks plus three at the Niners, and then Raiders plus three at the Chargers. Good luck. Good luck. Because, <laughs> like, man, I just don't know anymore. I'm so – my confidence as just a picker is shot right now. Like, I just – I don't know anymore. My, I, favorite, my favorite tweet that I saw all weekend <laughs> was Michael Corum says, I don't know anything dot, 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 NFL. <laughs> I don't anyway. Like the Chiefs losing literally has blown my mind. Blown my mind. There's just no way they lose that game. They're too good, too talented. Patrick Mahomes is making some questionable decisions. Like he always extended plays and made that throw that you're just like, man, like should he have thrown that? But he completes it. He's not completing all of well, those this year. So I, I kind of I kind of think about it like Steph Curry and the Warriors taking some questionable threes, deep range, but right now he's they're not, not hitting. hitting. Right, he's not hitting. So you got to stop. You yeah. got to go back to what's working. Which is and I feel like that's another. Man. That's another team that could use. I think he could use a little bit more help as or more time. I, I mean, everything is him out of the pocket extending plays and like you have Dude, too good of weapons with Hill and Kelsey. Like, give him some time. Those guys will get open. That's how they lost the Super Bowl. He had yeah. no time to hit his receivers. Right. So, I mean, they have to figure out some way for Patrick Mahomes, for Patrick Mahomes to not have to sit there and scramble, extend plays, and then throw some, you know, ridiculous pass that he can make. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, it would be nice to see him just hit, you know, Kelsey for a seven-yarder. And then Tyreek for a quick slant, and he gets 10 yards. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hit those ones. Don't go for the big boom. But I feel like that's all they're trying to do, and it's gotten them in trouble. And they could probably run the ball a little bit more. Well, I mean, they have good backs. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Like, they're it's just they're, they need they're going to have to do a re- a hard reset. Say, hey, we're not as good as we think we are. Maybe or these other teams are catching up to us, figuring us out a little bit. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to go back maybe, to what we do best. And maybe Andy Reid brings back the visor and fogs it up. You know what I mean? Like maybe, maybe. that's what he needs he to do. I don't know. Needs to do something. So or I'm gonna be calling for his job too. <laughs> hey, watch out, watch out. Everybody in the NFL, Mike's calling for coaching. Like, that's right, baby. Like, I've spot. had enough. I've had enough of bad coaching. 
you're a bad coach, you're getting fired. It's time. Time to be done it. with it. I love it. All right, let's um let's do top five if we even don't can. even know. Like, don't I've got even like know. A, I've got a top twelve. <laughs> I got a I got a top two and then the well, oh, yeah. sorry, top three. Like I said, I think we need to just take this down to a power three, but I've got a top I got a power five, but I'm not at all confident okay. in this. I will attempt to do mine with a bunch of caveats and like teams looking in and stuff and be a real pussy about it and not be able to pick five teams. But Rams, Bills, Bucks are my top three. I mean, Rams beat the Bucks by 10 points. I like they squeaked by on a field goal or something. They beat them by 10. They looked good. I like the Rams. Bills are on fire right now, like Tough. just dominating teams. Tough. So they're back. And Bucks, I mean, they lost to the Rams, but they, I mean, it's the Bucks, they look good. I, I still like them as a top three team. Um, now is where it gets weird. I'm going to go, which the, I'm going to go Cardinals Focus. at four. I'm like, I'm changing it. On this the is a game time decision. <laughs> changing it. I'm like looking at this group of teams. So last week I had Raiders in there and Cardinals. With the Chiefs, I'll knock the Chiefs out. Like they're outside. I'm. You don't get to lose two in a row and be in my top five <laughs> this early in the season, too. You're one and two. Oh Lord. So I'm gonna go Cardinals at four, and I Raiders won. And I'm gonna knock them out. They won an OT against Miami, who I don't think's that good. Cowboys, man, Cowboys look too good. I'm putting them at five. Cardinals, Cowboys, four or five for me. With Browns, Packers, Chargers, Raiders all looking. I okay so I, I I mean I can I can see it obviously like we don't know and these are all just like roll the dice at this point after the first three um uh, let's hear Mike, your bias number one Mike Mike reminded me that I'm very biased on this first one but like I really do think that the Bucks needed that loss and I think if the Rams play the Bucks it's probably a six to four like win loss I just think the Bucks are a better team than the Rams. So I went Bucks, Rams, Bills. Those are my top three. And then you're exactly right, is that there could be an argument for probably eight teams almost in this like, you know, last two spots. Um I unlike you, I just know who the Chiefs are and I know what they are capable of. I don't think they're playing at the point, but like I have them at four because I just will never not have the chiefs in my top five with the amount of weapons that they have. So chiefs are four Cardinals are five. And I've been high on the Cardinals. Like I really think they have a really good offense. The only thing that scares me is their defense. Um, I think they're lackadaisical sometimes. And to be completely honest, I think Kyler Murray, like, Kyler Murray is probably the, in my mind, MVP offensively. If you can have like a, like I don't even, because there's, there's a lot of defensive MVPs that I think would probably be in the running for MVP. But if you're looking at like offensive MVP, I think Kyler Murray, there's no other player that does more for their team than him. And so like just having him in my mind is like two or three scores a game. There's just yeah. no way that you're not going to get two or three scores from him. Yeah, I won't so, argue that for him. So that's where that's where I got Cardinals at five. I I like them over the Raiders because I feel like at the most important position, 
he's better than Derek Carr. I hate um, that you have the Chiefs in there, man. I hate it. Like I, I know, know I know what you're saying, but like reward one of these other teams. Sure, sure. Absolutely. I mean, like, do I reward them at this point in time? Like, it's only week three. Like, put so, the like, Chargers I'm, in there. Be a man. Put the Chargers ah, in there. Because I'm mad. I hate that I don't have the Chargers in there, but I just I just don't. They're six. Well, I'm not gonna put the char I'm not gonna put the charges in there if you didn't. So like don't sit here and chastise me about it. But, but I got them at six at least. Well, I didn't tell you what I got on the outside <laughs> looking in because like it's the power five. So my power five, Bucks, Rams, Bills, Chiefs, Cardinals. And I feel like that's a that's a decent power five. It, it I mean, you can't honestly, like we said, they'll get past those first three teams, Bucks, Rams, Bills. Like you said, you could put a pl- a bunch of different teams in there at those last two spots, and it's going to be – you're going to be right and you're going to be wrong at right. the same time. So you can justify any of them. But I'm at least happy that we can agree on the top three teams, and I don't know that I agree Not with the right the order, but, of it. But yeah, I mean, let's put the Bucks at one after just getting beat by ten points by the Rams. Fluke. It's a fluke. Okay, Tom well. knows what he's doing. He needed to get the team energized. All right, well, I closed the notebook, so it's time to get out of here. <laughs> Looking forward to next week. Uh, Raiders Chargers. Want to see that one. Tom's coming home. Let's go. Quick, give me 30 seconds on the Ryder Cup. Boy. Okay, so 19 to 9. Best USA performance ever. Whooping. I mean, to tell you, and crushing beers on the course like. That is what I want to see Team USA doing. I loved every person on that team. I feel like they had a really cohesive group. There was a little bit of question around Brooks Kepka, which is my favorite, but he came out, showed out. Everybody had fun. I loved every minute of the Ryder Cup, and in my mind, it's the best golf that you can watch. Best golf event in the world. I wish they would – I mean, they do the President's Cup every other year too. It's just – it's not the same. It's still cool, but it's not the same. Like, I want a team event every year. Can we do, like, a, you know, four-man scramble of professional golfers versus, like, a four-man group scramble professional golfers like you would see you know what I outing? Want? So, halfway through the golf season, all-star game. Ooh. NBA style, too. Two, the top two ranked golfers in the world. So, this now it's not just USA versus Europe. You can have a mixture – so, like, this year it would be what? John Rahm and who's number two? Like, right now. Is it, it Cantley? I have, I have no idea. Let's just I, say it's DJ. Let's just say it's DJ. So, Rahm and DJ do a draft. They each pick, like, nine other players. So, you got two teams of ten. You got the top 20 golfers in the world. And they do, like, Ryder Cup-style two-day event. Boy, do I like what your head for your Dude, head that would thing. be sweet. That would be sweet. That would be really sweet. And it's sweet. a team it's a team environment like it doesn't matter for any of their rankings or anything. You're just it's there to play golf as a as a team and you, you know you do a scramble, you can do alternate shot, whatever. Hey, and those look at two this. are the captains. Hey, Mike knows this stuff. So right now in the world rankings, John Rom, Dustin Johnson, Colin Morikawa, Patrick Cantlay, Xander Shoffley. Those are yeah. the top five. So DJ and John Rom if they're the one and two at, at halfway point of the season, they're the captains. Do a draft. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love that idea. Yeah. Hey, PGA, if you're listening, like, you're welcome. 
Don't worry, I'll tweet at you, PGA. I'll give it. I'll <laughs> hand it to you. Hand it to you. So. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough. We'll uh, we'll see you guys next week.